Chase. Laura Curran joining us live. It's Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran on 77 WABC. Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Curran. Welcome back to Cut to the Chase on Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I have with me in the studio Melissa DeRosa, who, uh, if you listen to ABC and Cats at Night, I think she is on uh, at least once a week. Doing, at least once. <laughs> doing an amazing job. Uh, at, now I have on the line George Latimer, who is the Westchester County Executive. George, how are you? I'm good, Laura. Nice to talk to you. I'm Melissa. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you, too. Great to chat with you, County Executive. So, George. Well, it's a pleasure to hear you both. Yes. We were ta- I was talking to Melissa earlier about, you know, any PTSD from having gone through the budget process up in Albany, and you were both an assemblyman and a senator. So do you have heave a little bit of a sigh of relief that you're not up there burning the midnight oil, trying to, you know, do all the horse trading and sausage making that goes on with the budget? Well, Lord, if the truth be told, when I was in the assembly, I was a junior member of the assembly, even though I was over 50 years of age. And the guys that got in the room were Shelley Silver and a couple of his trusted allies, not every assemblyman. And then when I was in the Senate, I was in the minority. So uh, while we had interactions sort of secondhand, uh, I'd love to tell you, as they said in Hamilton, I was in the room when it happened, but I wasn't. But nonetheless, <laughs> I did have a chance to get a ringside seat on it. And it is quite a show. Although, isn't it better to be the boss than in the yeah. end? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to, I'm happy to be... Uh, CEO, to use your language, of a county of a million people. Yeah. And while we're smaller than Nassau, where you were uh, county executive, you know, Westchester is a significant uh, jurisdiction. We've got uh, a lot of the issues in microcosm that you have in the state of macrocosm. But it, it's a different it's a different operation. Yeah, it's a, it's a different operation. And when you're a legislator, you can really propose anything. You can say anything. When you're the executive, you have to actually make it work, which is not which is not always easy. Um, so that's really the bottom line. It's not just what you believe. It's, it's what you can implement. Exactly. Exactly. And get it done uh, and pay for. So, George, okay. I wanted to talk to you. I was really struck uh, by your very calm and diplomatic tone at a press conference where where uh, Kathy Hochul's zoning proposals came up. Um, a lot of people, especially Republicans in local government, are having a lot of fun with this, lighting their hair on fire hoisting signs that say local control, not local control. Uh, but I did feel that she kind of walked into a bit of a buzzsaw with this proposal to get rid uh, with this more of a carrot, excuse me, more of a stick, uh, threatening local municipalities to get rid of local control if they don't build enough housing, where you could potentially have 25,000 units uh, zoned around any Long Island Railroad station in Nassau County and a, a lot in Westchester as well. Same thing. But um, I may be a little less diplomatic in how I put this. I just think it's politically horrible to threaten to take away local control. But the way you talked about it, you said something that I thought was very profound, and I think Melissa could relate to this. Uh, you said politics and policy go hand in hand, go hand in hand which is a profound truth that gets lost in the conversation. And actually, good politics gets good policy done. Well, I think that's very much true. And, you know, when you're in a suburban setting, you know, you're not New York City with some of the, uh, you know, hyper uh, attention that goes with politics. You know, the mayors of New York City are rock stars. Uh, county executive, not too much. Nobody really uh, even knows what a county executive is. It's a it's a very uh, strange you know, thing. That's, uh, <laughs> I think you of know, you I, as, a rock, I, as a rock star, George. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say that. But 
but the bottom line is this. When, when we look at the housing um, situation that, that's been proposed by the governor, to me there's two elements to it. Number one is what are you trying to accomplish? What's the end uh, that you're trying to achieve? And then number two, what are the means that you're using to get to it? The, the end is, a, is an important end. We do need more housing starts in this state. Uh, we need them in each of the counties. Uh, Westchester County grew 6% in population from the 2010 to the 2020 census. And I think it's reflected in uh, on our own in some of the housing starts that we've had uh, in uh, Westchester that exceed, you know, most of the other suburban counties. Uh, and so setting a goal, a 3% goal in the MTA area, uh, to me, is fine. The problem is how you would implement it. And, and Melissa can write the book on this. The stick is an essential part of your toolkit, but so is the carrot. And, the, and knowing how much carrot and how much stick is the whole game. Now, when you talk about zoning, in, in the suburban environment, you're going to the root, the, the third rail of the way people in the small towns and the villages that make up the suburbs, and even upstate, I would say, the way they view their communities. Uh, I've heard some people say, and I push back on this, zoning is a tool of racism. Back in the 1920s or 30s, there's no question, maybe the 1950s, uh, zoning was a was a tool to keep people out. But that's not the way it is now. Westchester County has got 40, almost 50 percent of our population in more urban settings. The big cities of Westchester, Yonkers, New Rochelle, Mount Vernon, White Plains, and the smaller urban centers, Peekskill, Ossining, Porchester, and so forth. So we're not one big, fat, Pecanico Hills estate that wants to keep out people. But you have to figure out what's the combination of incentives as well as uh, uh, sticks that can help get this done. And I would argue the biggest impediment that you have to housing in the suburbs is money, is that there's such a strong market demand for our land that in Westchester County, you get an open piece of land, you want to try to build, say, affordable housing on it, the market is ready to come along and build market rate housing on it, and the market is there to get the apartments. So you need to use both of those things. Now, the state has lots of different sticks and carrots, uh, and, you know, I've, I've been on both ends of carrots and sticks as a county executive. And the punchline to me is when you threaten to override local zoning, then you create a political nightmare for what you're trying to accomplish. And you lose the good goal that you're trying to achieve because you made so many people upset that, oh, my God, the state's going to come in and tell us what to do about every little thing. And uh, we're going to override secret and all this stuff. And that becomes self-defeating. So do you think that, you know, this is this is an issue and this is both for for Melissa and George. Do you think this is an issue that she is so passionate about that she's willing to uh, sacrifice her other initiatives, things like menthol cigarettes or gas stoves or that sort of thing? What do you think, Melissa? Uh, just, you know, I, Melissa, yep. I think, it, no, I think it goes overboard. I think she gets something on housing, but I think that where she ends up will look much more like what's in the one house bills that the legislature put in last week. I think that perhaps there will be incentives, there will be money, things like that. But I think that at the end of the day, there's too much opposition, you know, across the board on this issue. Andre Stewart Cousins, who like is a constituent of yours, county executive, I think actually feels passionately about this too. She understands the suburbs, I think, much more than Carl Heasty, who's from the city, and Kathy Hochul, who's from Buffalo. Um, and so, you know, I think that she feels strongly on this issue. And so, no, I, I ultimately don't think she ends up getting the stick that she proposed. And I think she expended a lot of political capital for at the end of the day, something she's not going to end up getting done. Then we have the whole thing of good cause eviction, which is, is I, I think it is in both the Senate and the Assembly bills. This basically would cap the amount that landlords can raise their rent 
and would mean would also mean that people who can no longer pay their rent, you know, if it's above that little percentage that there that it would that it could be raised, they could not be evicted. So it's basically rent stabilization or rent control for everybody. Um, might that be something you think she uh, would go for? I think she's gonna. I, I think she's gonna give it in order to get something on criminal justice. I think that's gonna end up being the trade that she gets in order to get something on bail. And this is something that the real estate community hates. It's something that's never been done before. It's something that's very important to the far less left, you know, tenant advocates in New York City. Um, but it's it's sort of the holy grail, and no one knows what it's gonna do, especially right now while the real estate market is so unstable in. New York City. And so, you know, it's it's a real gamble. But I think that she'll end up giving that in order to get something on bail. And again, I think the something is going to be a thing to watch because I don't think that what she gets is going to end up being really what she needs. But I think that at this point, she'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. George, to your point. There's, there's so oh, many, go ahead. Yeah, and there's so many other issues on the table. Uh, some of them haven't really reached uh, much public attention. But for those of us who watch it, county governments right now are hurt by this budget because of the state's uh, governor's intention to retain money that would be reimbursed to us on uh, Medicaid. Big holes in our budget, hmm. potentially a $40 million hole in the Westchester County budget and bigger in Nassau and Suffolk. That becomes a, a big issue for us, not on the table in the debate, uh, you know, on the press, but it's something that's important on the inside of government. So as somebody once told me when I first got to Albany, nothing gets done until everything gets done, meaning that every single issue is leveraged for every single other issue. And that's why it looks the way it does. We get those big uglies at the end of a legislative session that's got eight or ten different issues all packed into one bill, very disparate topics, but that is the end result uh, in a budget of uh, this, this horse trading that's ahead. You know, I love these conversations with George Latimer, Westchester County Executive, Melissa DeRosa, former, uh, I don't even feel like saying that anymore. She's a, she's a, a columnist in the Daily Beast. She's a radio person now. Uh, but these conversations are important, I think, for people to hear because it's easy to get caught up in the headlines. It's easy to get caught up in who, who's mad at who and who's saying what about who and all of the gossip. But at the end of the day, government has to run. The funds need to be there. The sewage needs to be taken care of. We need the cops. We need the land use. So all that, all that stuff taken care of. It's not as easy as it seems. So I want to thank these two public servants so much for joining me on Cut to the Chase. After the break, we're going to talk about a new vision for Penn Station. Do you commute? What is your vision for Penn Station? 